Hello, and welcome back to the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast. We are your hosts, Michaela and Kate. That's right. We are here. And we are on episode 26 That's right. of the Pacific Northwest Showdown. That's also right. And we are excited to dive in after we had a week off. We did. We did have a week off. It wasn't exactly expected, so sorry to not like let you know in advance, but thanks for sticking in there with us. I was out of town for a dear friend's baby shower, yep. and so coming back, it was just, it felt too much to try to also squeeze in a podcast. We want to provide quality content for all of you listeners, yeah. so yeah, I'm excited to have a lot of updates this week. There's a bunch. There are a bunch. We can dive into. Let's, Let's just do it. kick it right off. We will take you right on over to the Showdown Lowdown. It is time for the Showdown Lowdown. Showdown Lowdown. Ooh, I like the high pitch vibe there. You haven't really gone up an octave. Yeah, lately. I was I was trying something new. It you know, was. Just switching the voice around a little bit. Maybe Ooh, not that much at one time. Okay. No, that might have been too much. A little, you know, it's okay to be a little too much on occasion. <laughs> That's fine. All right, all right. I'll try to rein it in. All right. But before we get to the OL rain and reining it in, True. let's start off with the Seattle Seawolves. All right, let's do it. So, you know, after a bye week, the Seawolves traveled to Boston to take on the New England Free Jacks. And the first half of the game was looking kind of grim with the score being Free Jacks 14 and Seawolves 0. But after a second half of battling back, the Seawolves were so close, but just couldn't get that win. Um, they did get a try right at the end, though, to kind of to prevent them from like losing another point sure. in the standings, which yeah. was great. But the score ended at 24 to 22. So this did cause the Seawolves to fall into fifth place out of seven in the Western Conference with a record of four and five and 22 overall points. Now the Free Jacks are in the first place in the Eastern Conference with a record of eight to one. Um, in an interview with the Rugby Network, Seawolves player Tommy Clark said, we know we haven't played our best rugby. I think we have gotten off to a strong start this season. Um, excuse me. I think why we have gotten off to a strong start this season is the brotherhood and the firepower we have. We have got veterans and then a group of young and hungry players mixed in, balancing it all out. I feel like we still haven't played our best rugby and our full potential is yet to come. Now, the Seawolves go up against the San Diego Legion this Saturday at Starfire in Tequila. There are only four more weeks after that in the regular season. So hopefully those guys can start playing their best rugby mm -hmm. and can pull out a few more wins to help us get back into playoff contention. Is, so, Do we know if that's possible at this point? Like where their know, points and standings are? Um, kind of looking at things, uh, I think that... Is it that a could, miracle would have to happen? I think that if we... I don't know about a... I mean, I don't know about a miracle, but I think that if we did win the next two games... If other teams lose. maybe lose, then it could help to push us back up above that line. I don't think we would get into like first place by Correct. any means on that yeah. side, but as long as we were above like a third or above, we could do it. But okay. both of the, the Gilgronis are first in our conference and then the Giltinis are next. So figures those two are just, yeah, yeah they're kind of, they're kind of dominating right now. So hopefully the guys can pull it together and uh, get us some more wins. Yeah, so I'm going to take us off to the OL Reign. Yeah. So the OL Reign are currently leading the standings for the NWSL Challenge Cup after beating the Portland Thorns one to nothing on April 2nd. 
The Portland Thor Thorns are now in an uncomfortable but very close second place in the Challenge Cup. Yeah. And uh, Fallon Tulis-Joyce has come away with the NWSL save of the week two weeks in a row. Yeah. So considering that she's only started three NWSL matches at this point, that's pretty impressive. I would agree. And those saves are pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We got to witness one of mm -hmm. those saves that we're, well, it did result in an end up goal, but there was a awesome yeah. potential save she had on the first shot that was yeah. just followed up by a goal. But that was, I'm excited to see her continue to play. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. You know what? Yeah. Also impressive. Oh, yeah. Is the seven OL Reign players who were called up to their national teams for the April FIFA window taking place from April 7th through the 12th. Yeah, that is really impressive. So for the OL Reign, the next matches are on mm -hmm. Thursday, April 14th against San Diego FC and Sunday, April 17th against Angel City FC. Both matches will be at Lumen Field and special pricing is available to buy a two match pack starting at $30. And that's so that's 15 bucks for each game. It's that's such a great deal. And I mean, I know one of those is on the Sunday ones on Easter, but like you know, do your egg hunt in the morning or something and then go watch some women be amazing at soccer. Yeah. You know, sounds like a good idea to me. Hopefully they can give a big Easter egg to the other team. Oh, like a, like a, like zero. a zero. Oh, see, I get what you're saying. Uh -huh. Well, not to talk trash or anything, but we are playing Angel City FC and they're right now the bottom of our of our challenge cup oh. for this part. So. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Anyway, also talking about a chance. Let's go to the Kraken. So the Kraken, because hockey has so many games, the Kraken have had seven games since our last episode, and they've won oh three. Oh, my gosh. I know. I get. We haven't recorded in two yeah, weeks. Yeah, we so missed a week, thing. so yes. that was part of it. Um, their comeback against the LA Kings was an amazing victory of six to one. Um, with six different players scoring goals. And I think that game was like the day or day after. Um, I mean, the day after or the day after that of our last episode. So, um, but that was pretty great how they came back from that one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, throughout these seven games, 10 Kraken players have scored goals with Aberly and Wenberg being tied for three each, which has been pretty great. Mm -hmm. Now, Drieger and Grubauer have, have been kind of um, sharing time in the net, not like in every other, you know, Driggers and then Grubauer's and then Drew, like not like like that, but they've been kind of sharing time in the net. But interestingly enough, they're both kind of working a win lose pattern for their appearances as goaltender. Mm. So for the four um, appearances that Drieger had, it was you know kind of it was like win lose win lose. Same with Grubauer, it was kind of like a like gotcha. it was kind of an yeah. up and down mm -hmm. sort of situation there. So it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, the Kraken have been working on their power kill a strategy in order to take kind of the oomph out and control from the opposition during those power plays. So they're yep. trying to get a more kind of aggressive power kill strategy going on. So we were at the game on Saturday against the Calgary Flames and that first period was was pretty strong, but the momentum just couldn't be held up throughout the other two periods. Yeah. And um, Dave Haxel made the comment that, you know, the team got in a hole and that Grubauer shouldn't be to blame because he's literally the last line of defense and there are other spots that need to be strengthened as well. Um, so I thought that was kind of nice that he was 
you know, not putting all the blame on mm-hmm. Gru. Um, I mean, the goaltender for the Flames. I mean, it is a team, right? It is. So it's a team effort. Everybody has to do it. It absolutely is. Yep. Yeah. And and that goaltender for the Flames was just making some incredible saves that kind of really, you just ended the Kraken's chances at coming back. So there's that. But Maddie Beaners, who we've talked about several times on this show, um, has officially joined the Kraken and was at practice this morning. Um, he said in his post-practice interview that it's, so it's quote, it's exciting. It's new. It's a new franchise, as you know, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're trying to build something here. That's a historic program. So that's what we're trying to do. And we are moving forward. So, um, the Kraken's first draft pick is now officially on the roster, which while exciting may lead to some more questions about how the team roster and the current lines will possibly need to shift. So we'll see if he ends up playing this season or not, but that's yet to be decided um, as far as we're aware. Um, the Kraken, though, are meeting the Flames again tomorrow, Tuesday, April 12th. They're seeing the Winnipeg Jets on Wednesday, April 13th, and they're back home to go against the New Jersey Devils on Saturday, April 16th. So they have a couple games this week coming up, too. And their season's coming to a quick close it's, here. It's, it's going to wrap it up soon. Real yeah. Quick, so. yeah, especially with not going to the playoffs. But yeah. you know what? I got to say, I'm super proud of them for how hard they've worked and, like, especially with kind of all those changes at the trade deadline and yep. everything like it's been awesome to see this brand new team and to kind of watch it come from its origins here and everything. So I'm just excited to see where they're going to go and see what happens. Having and, an NHL team in Seattle has been very exciting and yeah. they're still filling out the, the seats are full. Oh, it was at the game. It was like pretty much it was. I, so I mean, can was, you only imagine? I mean, Seattle shows up yeah. for their teams. They do. And they need to continue to show up they for, show the, for women. the women's teams a little more, a little more women's teams, but that's so, fine. Um, be sure to buy your tickets for both the storm and the OL rain. Whose singles uh, game tickets are on sale now. Yeah. And the, um, the storm tickets and the rain tickets Shameless are way plug. cheaper than all the other, <laughs> all the other games. So I would, except for maybe the sea wolves. So I would say go, go, go. All right. Moving on. To Major League Baseball, the Seattle Mariners have kicked off their 2022 season against the Minnesota Twins. Yes. And they had their opening game on April 8th because their April 7th got postponed due to weather. Um, And so far, the Mariners are two and one in this series. They're currently playing. The TV is on mute as we're recording this. Yep. And Unfortunately, so they're far, down by four, yeah. and it's, I believe, like the bottom of the seventh inning. So hopefully they can pull a comeback, but you um, never they know. could end the series tied with two and two. But there are some highlights that I want to point out yeah. here from the first first game here. Mm-hmm. Mitch Hanniger has oh, yeah. picked up where he left off last season. Yep. Hitting a two-run home run in the first inning on opening day. So it awesome. was incredibly exciting to watch. And those were the only two runs across the plate for the Mariners that day. And they still secured the win. It's amazing. So Mitch Hanniger's two-run homer in the first inning won the game. Yeah. Um, It was exciting to see uh, Robbie Ray out there for the first game. He was the starting pitcher. Yep. He did a good job. Yep. Um, and, And he secured the win, the very first win for opening day for the Mariners. And, you know, we cannot go without mentioning how Julio Rodriguez's first Major League Baseball career hit occurred in the top of the ninth inning when the Mariners were down 
three to two yeah. to the Twins in their second game of the season. And he let off the inning by hitting a double mm-hmm. and ended up scoring off of a two-out double by second baseman Adam Frazier. It's amazing. And that was followed up by Ty France, who hit a single, which ended up scoring Adam Frazier. Oh, my gosh. They ended up beating the Twins 4-3. to three. Yep. So for Julio Rodriguez, he hadn't had a hit in the first, you know, basically the first entire game. Yeah. All the way to the top of the ninth, he yeah. gets his first hit, a double, and yeah. that starts off this rally to come back to win. It's pretty impressive. Hanniger also had a three-run home run shot in yesterday's game, which was on April 10th. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, obviously, they didn't come out with a win. The bullpen really struggled. Yeah, They gave up five home runs. It's a lot. The Twins' bats have been going between yesterday's game, tonight's game, it's been really tough on the bullpen. They've been it working has. really hard. They've thrown yeah. lots of pitches early on in the game. Yeah. They've been going through that bullpen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And but I do want to give to end this really exciting. You know, just it's the Mariners baseball is back. It's a great start. People, Mariners players that are excelling on offense: Ty France, yep, Tom Murphy, <laughs> JP Crawford has been consistent, and they just paid him that five-year uh, extension deal oh. for fifty million. They did that on the opening day, I believe. Oh, nice. Um, Good. So he's he was be, a free agent, right? Well, no, they or he they was just gonna, oh, his extension. Yeah, so it was an it. extension. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's really exciting to lock in that shortstop, J.P. Crawford, great leader, a lot of fun on that team. Yeah. So Seattle Mariners baseball is back. We will be at opening day, which is Friday this week. And we will also be there on the 16th, which is the day after, which is Saturday. So we we hope to see some of you there. Absolutely. I'm going to say it. Absolutely. And so moving on, we're going to go over to the Seattle Sounders, who, you know what? They have been doing pretty great. They locked in a win for the first leg of the semifinals of the CONACAF Champions League against New York City FC on April 6th at Lumen Field. Um, Stephen Frey had a pretty amazing save as well. Um, They have scored 12 goals throughout the tournament and have only allowed two. So if they win... Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, unless I'm totally wrong on my research, which... I could mess up stuff here and there, but that's pretty, uh, I counted correctly. That's what it was. So if they win the second leg, which is coming up here, they will be heading to the final for the first time in franchise history. Only four MLS teams have made the finals for the CONACAF champions league and a win would guarantee them. Like if they won overall would guarantee them as a qualifier for the FIFA world cup. And um, so to do that second leg, they're going to head over to New York for the, um, on Wednesday, April 13th. So we wish them luck. We, we want wish them, them so to, much luck. I mean, like, like we want them to beat New York. We want them to go to that. To 100%. That finals, 100%. So, oh, my gosh. Um, they also had a game during our absence here. They had a game um, against Minnesota United FC as part of the regular season matches on April 2nd. And it, it ended in a win for the Sounders. With a final score of two to one, Joe Apollo got a goal in the 38th minute, and Coleman with got one in the 49th minute, which was pretty cool. Um, and so, in terms of next regular season stuff, the uh, Sounders are going to be hosting Inter Miami CF at Lumen Field on Saturday, April 16th at 7 p.m. So, lots of sports, lots happening. of sports happening. If you're going to either this the, upcoming weekend, the Mariners and the Sounders are both playing on Saturday night. April 16th. So if you're going to either of those matches, prepare for traffic. Be prepared for traffic, transit slowness, Transits, all that kind all of stuff. 
because it's going to be a lot. Although I'm guessing the Sounders game is going to end way before the Mariners ga Mariners game does, but you know we'll, we'll see, see because that's at 7 p.m. Yeah, I think the oh. Mariners are at 6:10 that night. Yeah. So traveling so. to Seattle might be the issue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, moving on to the Seattle Storm. Yes. So the Seattle Storm is gearing up for the start of their season. Currently, a few of the players are finishing up their seasons overseas. Yep. Brianne January and Gabby Williams won the Euro League women's title with Williams receiving the final four MVP award. Yeah. And Azima Begor and the Melbourne Boomers won the WMBL championship. Yeah. So the storm season should be off to a great start with wins like this. And excited to have those ladies come back over into Seattle, yeah. play for our team. It's got to feel good coming off a successful season elsewhere coming back here just getting like just entering well, in with that momentum to and keep your skills and, on point yeah. you've been playing yeah and you know what it feels like to be at a championship level or mvp level yes so hopefully that just continues right on over into the wnba season yep speaking of the wnba yeah the draft happened tonight it was april so 11th we did yeah. watch that on espn yes, we did and the Storm had four picks. They had three in round two at pick 17, 18, and 21, as well as one in round three at pick 33. Mm -hmm. For um, pick 17, Seattle Storm selected Elisa Kukane from North Carolina State. Yeah. And with the 18th overall pick, the Seattle Storm received New York's 2023 second round pick in exchange for their selection of Lorella Kubaj. I think so. And then, and that kind of confused us. We're like, oh, that's interesting. It was kind of like, You yeah. picked somebody, but you traded them for a future pick. But here's what I have to say, is that the depth of players potentially coming up in the future drafts, Seattle might have their ideas and their sure. thoughts about who they would want sure. in the future yeah. for specific positions. And, mm -hmm. you know, lots of these players are veterans that yeah. could be retiring soon. So they might have specific ideas about how they would but, want to I'm, pursue that in the future. Probably, probably so. Yeah. And this was our first WNBA draft that we've watched. So um, I think as years go on, we sort of will figure it out a little bit more, but yeah. All right. So with pick 21, the storm selected Avina Westbrook from UConn and no, for those of you who are wondering, she is not related to NBA star Russell Westbrook. Brooks. It's so good to clarify that is they are not related. They both just in like case you were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> and then with the 30 uh, 3rd overall pick, the storm selected Jade Melbourne from Australia. Yeah, which is pretty great. Yeah. All right. So in terms of the games that are coming up for the storm yeah. that you can potentially attend here, they are having a preseason match against the Los Angeles Sparks on Saturday, April 23rd at Climate Pledge Arena. That's true. And they do have single game tickets available now, as well as family four packs that include tickets for the games on May 14th, June 5th, July 17th, and August 17th for $150 per adult and $50 per child. And so just oh. make sure that you secure your tickets yeah. and check out, you know, those family packs. Yeah. And that family pack too, if you buy a ticket, for each ticket you buy at the family packs, um, it actually comes with a free pass to the Laser Dome at the Pacific Science Center. What is the Laser Dome? It's where you get to go and see like the laser shows. I didn't know that that was a thing. 
Okay, so welcome again to Michaela is new-ish to Seattle, and Kate has not taken her to enough places because there's too many places also to take Michaela. Lockdown COVID, but we will have to get you there. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Kate it's really cool. did before COVID happened. She only had like a year and a half, maybe, with me to take me places before lockdowns happened. It's. I mean, you make it sound like that's no, a lot of time. No, no, that's not. It's really not in the scheme of things. It was a lot of like settling in and trying to figure things out, and also we're seeing both if we kinda, really liked each other. No, I mean, but we're Just both kidding. kind of homebodies, so we like are. all of this stuff we're doing now is sort of hilarious. That I'm like, <laughs> we're going to all, all the things. things. Just talking about all the games, it's a lot. But you know what? That's okay. Um, what's going on with the Seahawks though? Because I'm a little bit behind on that. You know, to be honest, not too much is happening in okay. terms of signings, free agents, all of that stuff in the last few weeks. However, the NFL draft is just two weeks away. So oh, yeah. I think right now what's happening is the Seahawks are probably in the front office are really focusing in on mm -hmm. their who they're potentially going to draft. They're doing some of those, you know, the top 30, you know, visits for potential top 30 picks oh yeah so players are coming into seattle to the vmac right. having some interviews i i believe that their focus currently is shifted towards the draft that makes sense so starting on april 28th at five o'clock yeah pacific time so depending on where you live in the world just make sure you adjust for your time zone absolutely and, and all of that but pacific time where we're at here in seattle it's five o'clock on thursday april 28th be sure to get off work early. If they choose to select at number nine, it could happen quick, right? So typically, you know, yeah, things in the very beginning of the draft can happen, mm -hmm. you know, fast. It could take their time if trades are happening. But yeah, you want to make sure that you're there in front of a TV to see whether or not they select at number nine overall or if they decide to trade back. Who knows? They could shock everybody. Yeah. And try to trade to get an earlier pick i highly doubt that i highly doubt that i mean it would be surprising okay for people like me who are hashtag learning sports how many picks are in the first round is it 32 because it's there's wait are there 32 nfl teams i'm thinking hockey there's 32 hockey teams so 32 nfl teams yeah there's 32 Oh, okay. So, yes, there's 32 NHL and there's also 32 NFL teams. Yes. So, 32 per picks round in each round, and there's seven Correct. rounds. So, if it's you, a lot of picks. Well, if you think about it, so I mean, overall, typically now teams trade their picks often. So, you'll often see, like, for instance, for the ninth overall pick, C Seattle traded Russell Wilson, the Broncos yeah. traded their ninth pick, plus other picks. So, you'll, you'll see, like, Denver traded to Seattle, Seattle picks. Yeah. There. But with the 32 teams, technically, they all own a slot. Yes. It's just whether or not they, they kept traded it or traded it. Exactly. And the order depends on their record. Yes. Yeah. So like the worst your the worst your record was, the higher your pick Correct. is for that round. Yes. That's okay. why people are like, quote, tank. Like well, yeah. when Trevor um oh my God. Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, don't even know why I forgot his last name. When people were like, mm -hmm. for the Jags, like tank for Trevor. Yeah. Teams that quote tank, which yeah. they shouldn't do, in my opinion, nobody should ever tank. Yeah. They're quote tanking their record mm -hmm. to get better draft picks. Sure. In the future. Sure. As long as you hold those draft picks. <laughs> I guess. As long right? as you don't trade them away for stuff. Exactly. Okay. So what do we have going on for draft picks? So we have eight draft picks overall currently in the 2022 draft. Okay. John Schneider is known to like to he make trades extras, and to right? try to get extras. Okay. 
Last season was an exception where he only made three picks over total. Yeah. Which was a really boring draft for Seattle yeah. fans. However, <laughs> I, I remember you watching that draft. It happening through, you know, COVID mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. There's mm-hmm. lots of uncertainties, players not getting to really play. Yep. So, you know, now they have eight. So they hold okay. in round one, they have pick number nine okay. overall. Round two, they have picks 40 and 41. Okay. Round three, they have picks 72. Mm-hmm. Round four, they have 109. Okay. Round five, they have 145 and 153. Okay. And in round seven, they have 229. Okay. So nobody in round six at nobody this Nobody in round six. Okay. So in next week's episode, I thought it'd be fun if I will actually do a mock draft of who I think the Seahawks could potentially pick. Oh, fun. For our listeners to hear. Now, lots of the listeners have seen some of my mock drafts that I've put up on, on Twitter, Twitter. Yeah. But I might surprise some people depending on what I think the Seahawks might actually do. There are so many names out there that often when you watch a draft, you mm-hmm. get, you're like, who is this person, myself included? But well, I mean, the number, I mean, the fact that there's a 229th pick, and that's probably not even the last pick in round seven, I haven't done my math, Correct. but I'm sure, pretty right. sure there's extras. Like, that's a lot of players' names to know. And I I mean, obviously, there's a lot of college players, but I'd be surprised if that's why there's a lot of every single name, right. you know? But even when it gets to, and that's right, because not everybody's sitting here watching every single college game yeah. all the time to get to know. Yeah. I mean, some these people players, probably you know, are. That's why you have scouts. But hopefully that's their Regional job. scouts and yeah. people that do... For teams, yeah, scout out these players of how good they could potentially be. Yeah, then you have to think about what conference are they in, how good are the teams that they're playing. What's the competition? If they're level? completely dominant, but it's at a level where maybe the competition isn't great. Sure. How will that transfer over to the NFL? Is it a diamond in the rough where they just weren't sure, like highlighted, and you know, yeah. at Alabama or Clemson or those teams, yeah. Ohio, yeah, you know, those teams yeah. that are just dominant. Sure. I mean, you just got to have good scouts to to see it. It makes sense. So it makes sense. All right. Well, that'd be fun to see you do have the mock draft situation. Lord knows I'm not going to be doing it because I would not know what I was doing. Who wants Kate to do a mock draft just for the sake of it? I, I think we should have her do one. I don't think that's We're going to have necessary. Kate do a mock draft. And okay. you know what? Nobody can judge her on it. I'm hashtag learning sports. This and I definitely literally... don't know anything about college sports aside from basketball because I went to Gonzaga, but I don't care about college basketball, which makes me a weirdo, but that's fine. We love you. It's fine. And we're going to have you do a mock draft. I'll try it. Why okay. not? You it's told, for fun. You said so. So, I'll, you know, I'll do it. It's for fun. Yeah. Happy spouse, happy house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coming up next is Kate's, Kate's Corner. Corner. Welcome. Welcome to Kate's Corner. I just yawned. Sorry, everybody. But you know what? That's reality. That's the way things go. Sometimes that happens. Anyway, um, at the top of the show, I am sure some of you noticed we did not mention the Little League team. And I didn't want you to think that we forgot about them. Because we have not. We have not. They just got a little extra special place over here in Kate's Corner because last week when Michaela was out of town at the baby shower, which... It seemed like it was a really nice event. It was and a, a nice, very nice trip event. with you and your mom got yeah. to go together. So that was kind of mm-hmm. fun. Um, I was home by myself with the pets and I got to be the, um, the backup coach for team velocity. And I gotta say it was 
pretty fun. I was kind of stressed out about it a little bit. I was like emailing the coach like the day of being like, hey, about different roster situations and rules. So we had we have on our team, we had nine girls sign up in the beginning of the season and one of the girls got hurt. So she's out for a few weeks. And then for the game, I'm like on my way there and find out that two of the other kids aren't going to be coming. So we're down to six kids. So I'm like, I'm like trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, we're not going to have an outfield and that's fine. Cause it is like coach pitch yes, little league. They're not really hitting it tiny kids. So it's totally fine at this point. Um, and so that was, that was fine. I got to adjust the lineup because Michaela made a great lineup and everything for me. So I would know who was batting when and then which position they would be in the field because we have to rotate them through the positions. So I had to like alter that a little bit. Yep. Did pretty well with that. Pretty well with that. It was a little hard with having to go through things. The other team had 10 players. So oh we goodness. had to bat through 10 before we switched and um, which was great. Our, our girls got a lot more hitting practice and one of the dads for our team is an excellent pitcher. And um, I'm so grateful for all the parents that were there helping out um, because it made it way better. Um, it sounded like it was a lot of fun was, and I totally missed it. It was, it was actually like a really good time. There were lots of, lots of the families were there and stuff. And so that particular field, the families, you could kind of see them more yeah. than you could at the other field we played at for the first game. So it was, it was kind of nice because you felt like they were like right there cheering you on kind of yeah. thing. Um, but one of the things was the other team had like walkout music. So every time a girl would like, it'd be a girl's yeah. turn to bat from their team, like some sort of song would play or the beginning of a play and then they would come out. And so we were like, what we need walkout music. And so, um, so my, like one of my, one of my best friends, who's like the wife of the assistant coach for our team, she is like already on it and is like getting all this set up so that when we have our next game, we're going to have walkout songs. Our, for our girls, girls will have, our girls will have walkout songs. The music just made it like so much more entertaining and fun. It was awesome. It was such a great time. The other team was great. Um, they are definitely working on their skills. Our girls though, like I said, we have this dad who's a great pitcher and all the girls got at least two hits, if not more. Um, I think they actually pretty much got hits almost every time they went up, but we only played three innings because <laughs> it's an hour and a half cutoff. Yeah. Um, which is great. Um, but it was, it was so much fun. And so they're all getting so much better and it's so fun to see them like doing that in the game and how proud they were of themselves. And one of the girls on the team, she's like, um, she was running from third to home and she saw that her grandparents were in the stands. Oh, and I don't she, think you told me this. Oh, oh, so she saw her grandparents were in the stands. And then when she after she got to home and she was coming back towards me and she was just like, I didn't know my grandparents were here. And she was like so pumped up about it. And I was like, oh. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the cutest thing. So um, so it's been it's been pretty fun. It's, and then practice this week. There was that beautiful day. Oh, that was yeah, like seventy it was degrees. So warm. Was that Tuesday? It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, it was Thursday. Are you sure? Last week. Oh, yeah, it was Thursday. I guess. Um, because we were at that one field for practice. Oh, that's and four true. of the girls showed up because it was such a nice day that some girls some had girls, some cool pool parties happening. Yeah, some girls skipped out, which was fine, but. We when don't. I was practicing pitching to the girls for their batting practice, practice, I totally hit one of the girls. <laughs> they're safety like, softballs. They're though. safety softballs, and, and I was little. not like I was like 
throwing a 60 mile an hour pitch. I was not, I'm not that kind of pitcher. It was underhand, but there's a little bit of velocity (laughs) behind the pitch. Yeah. And it hit her. And it's, it was, I was just like, I was mortified. And I was like, I was like staring. And she's like, oh. And then I was just like, see, it didn't hurt that bad, right? Like, you get hit by, (laughs) like, that didn't hurt that bad. And she was like, no. And then I'm like, that's awesome. Good job. Like, you know, now you know that if the ball ever hits you, it's not going to hurt that bad. And she was really excited because she got to go to first base, like air quotes for free because she got hit with the ball instead of having to hit it herself. She was like, if I get hit, I get to come here like without even having to hit it. And I was like, totally. Yeah. So, (laughs) well, and I, then the next pitch, I pitched it pretty far outside. Yeah. I was like, I'm not trying to hit anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been fun though. It's I really love the girls. Look, we're not perfect, okay? If totally, yeah. Like I tell my students, I'm a person and not a robot. So there's gonna be mistakes. Like <laughs> it's just the way it is. So well, that's. I mean, we don't have games for the next this weekend or the weekend after. Correct, and because, that's good because we happen to be super. I busy. mean, this, this past weekend or the weekend after. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So you'll hear about velocity again later on but either that or our practices because i'm sure some fun things will happen they're pretty fun it's a good time thanks for stopping by case corner you've got mail welcome to the mailbag segment she did it without me oh i forgot do you want to do it we could do it again okay rewind you've got mail sorry babe it's okay Here's Take a week off and I forget what to do. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> all right. So before we get to the mailbag segment, I just need to update you all that the Mariners they, unfortunately lost. They, However, they tied win. in the series with two wins, two losses. There you go. So just giving you that update because literally it's on my TV on it mute as we're recording. Happened. It just happened. It just happened. All right. So. For the mailbag segment, we have some really fun questions this week. Yeah, let's get started. Let's kick it off with Brandon Kaplan. All right. So Brandon Kaplan asks, can you describe a time either of you took a picture where the people look similar to how DK and Bobby recently looked with the NBA Hall of Famers? So if you haven't seen the picture, there's a great one of DK with Dikembe Dikembe Mutombo. No, Mutombo. Dikembe Mutombo. I think that's right. Hashtag learning players' names of the <laughs> Hall of Fame NBA people. Anyway, where DK looks like kind of small um, in comparison. So, Michaela, let's go to you first. Well, anytime I stand next to Kate, it's pretty much it's like the situation. Similar. That's true. Kate's taller than I am. By are you like I'm five ten. Okay, so I'm five. I'm five five when I stand up straight. I'm typically five four because I slouch a little bit. That's probably true. So. 5'10 to 5'4, it's a pretty good difference there. Yeah, it's a whole six inches. Yeah. Half a foot. Yeah. I can't try. I love hugging Kate because I just kind of get to snuggle. It's true. I'm also a very good hugger. So she is. There's that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, yeah, it's mostly like it's mostly like me and other people, I think. Like me and my students, or me and um just like little That kids. makes a lot of sense though, because when I t- when I they're talk- little when I taught preschool, it was like those pictures were the cutest. I had to like get down really small, like on my knees and stuff like that to take pictures of them. But it's pretty cool. Yeah. Even me I standing next when... to these five, six and seven year old velocity girls. It's not. I mean, I don't feel like I'm like towering over them. 
No, no, that's probably true. But yeah, I can't think of when I was, I'm sure, I'm sure there have been pictures where I was the shorter one. I just can't think of it. I used to stand in like, you know, class photos, how they would have you yeah. line up shortest to tallest yeah. when you're in like elementary school and you're sure. taking a class photo. I would like stand on my heels and my shoes. Like I'd pull my my feet out of my shoe and stand on the back of them to make myself like two inches taller. That's a smart and idea. And I would wear like flare jeans so they'd be long enough to like cover the fact that I was doing that. And I'd walk all the way down to the gym. That's dedication. The, I mean, and I, yeah, so... For all of those who were in my class photos who happened to think that they were shorter than me, I apologize. She she was tricking I you. Lied. She was tricking you. I was not that tall. Dang. That is... I know. That's kind of sneaky, but also kind of brilliant. I mean, I have some great ideas. You so. really do. Um, so thank you, Brandon Kathleen, for that question. Let's go over to Rick Judd. And Rick Judd says... <laughs> You just won the gold medal in snowboarding at the Olympics with a trick never seen before. What is the name of the trick? You know what, Rick Judd? I was really thinking about this. Yeah. And I decided that it would have to be called the PNW Showdown. Like, what other trick? Like, it's the Pacific Northwest Showdown. Yeah. We're, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Also true. Our podcast is called the PNW Showdown. True. I would 100% name that trick after the podcast because it's badass and it's women talking sports. So why not? That sounds like great logic. I have some excellent logic. I'm telling I'm you. I'm just this whole episode, this I whole know, segment I'm is going to be about how great you are. I'm, I'm into you. it. Let's do okay. it. Um, for me, Rick Judd, I think the name of that trick would be um, falls on face because <laughs> I am not um super athletic and on snow am very much less athletic so if i were to win a gold medal it would probably because um probably be because i would have done something amazing to kind of cover up the fact that i literally fell on my face so falls on face. we're just gonna go with the falls on face and um that's way better than mine. And that's going to be... I don't know. I think yours is pretty PNW great, showdown is kind of badass. It is. I think also you would be much more likely to be successful. And to be honest with all of you listening, I've never skied or snowboarded in my life. So there's that. I have skateboarded. I used to own a skateboard. I, I don't know if it's anything like that in terms of balance. But shifting weights on a board. I don't know. I feel like I'd probably be a better snowboarder than a skier, but that's just like literally an assumption because I have no experience. I have not done either either, which sounds weird to say that word that way twice, but I have not ski boarded. Nope. I have not <laughs> <laughs> sk skied or, or snowboarded, but I did have experiences sledding as a kid where I was unable to abandon the sled and would hit a tree pretty much every time I would go sledding, oh, even no. if there were really no trees around. I'm glad that Kate's so with us today. I, yes, I, I remember as a kid hearing about Sonny Bono dying from a ski accident of hitting a tree. And after that, I was like, I will never do this because I can't even not hit a tree sledding, much yeah. less like standing upright you and going like so bunny fast slope. Bunny I, slope i don't even know i need to be not in the snow is probably where it would be safest for me but anyway so i'm just gonna still go with michaela would possibly be more successful than me and that's okay and i'm also competitive so like if you were to oh say oh my gosh yes like 
you need to do this and I'll she would you. figure it out. I'd probably figure it out. My motor planning takes a lot more time to get things accurate, whereas she can pick stuff up a little faster than I can. And that's okay. We both have different types of skills and gifts. And that is what makes life yeah, take beautiful. Kate to trivia night. Do not take Michaela. Yeah. I'm brilliant in different ways. That's a good point. But not Unless necessarily like sports with trivia and then random knowledge. And then you would be good for sports trivia. Anyway, I digress. Let's get over to a question from Brady Larson89. And Brady says, or asks, do you think the Mariners will make the playoffs? I'm an optimist, Brady. So I'm going to say absolutely 100% that this is the season that the Mariners will make the playoffs. You can write it down. Today is the day I said that. I've probably said it some other days prior to this. But yes, mm -hmm. I do mm -hmm. think the Mariners will make the playoffs. I think that um, going two and two in this first series is just a way for their bullpen to get kind of settled in. Yeah. And I think that they're once they come home and we can really show them the support they have Heck back yeah. here in Seattle, that it's going to get exciting. I really do. Hashtag CS rise. There we go. Yeah. I am going to go with yes, with a fingers crossed um, because I am an optimist, but I also like to just, you know, do a little superstitious action just to like help out. There you go. Just a little like, just a little boost, you know. So, I'm I looked go at for Kate's that. socks because I just assumed, you know, you hear superstition slash talking about baseball, and I feel like socks always have something to do with that. And right now, as she says that, she's wearing what look like strawberry candy cane socks. Yeah, they're pink and red striped fuzzy socks because I'm on spring break, so I didn't need to put on like grown up socks today. She did not. I was. <laughs> I'm not on spring break anymore. So I did have to put on real adult socks. So thank you, Brady, for your question. We're going to go over to Mike McCarty, who says or asks, I got to get better at that, asks, from any of the pro sports teams you both love here in Seattle, what player would be your dream interview and why? Okay. So I picked two. Yeah, she did. And the first one's super just because she's literally mm -hmm. the goat mm -hmm. WNBA Seattle sports, women's basketball. Yeah. We're women talking sports. Yeah. She would be hands down. My it'd be, dream. Interview. It'd be awesome. Sue bird would be. Yeah. To have her on our show. Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. I'd be like, and we have decided that this is the end <laughs> of the Pacific Northwest Showdown There's podcast. no way to top any of this. And it's this done. is the note that we will retire on. Yeah, you got to go out on a good note. Right. Um, no, but the other one that I picked who I think would be incredibly entertaining is Marshawn Lynch. How mm -hmm. could anybody not enjoy an interview with the man who is excellent at not giving interviews, yeah. Marshawn Lynch? I would... I could care. He could come on our show and literally say nothing. And I just know that his presence is there. He could breathe and I'd be happy about it because he was there not giving an interview. She's like always stealing my answers, Mike McCarty, because I, my first thought, of course, was Marshawn Lynch because I love him and I would talk to him about anything. We could just talk about our passion for Skittles and how maybe we're excited that lime is back and green yeah, apple is gone. There we go. Thank the goodness of that. We need to interview him on that. I mean, let's just talk about that. He did do something. I think it was in Canada. He did like a snack tasting interview one time mm -hmm. where it was like, which I thought was funny because we did that snack tasting thing from 
We did. Um, from Chris Phillips. The Hawks podcast. The Hawks podcast. His- yeah. And so um, he did it. And he was, and his responses were pretty funny mm-hmm. in that. But I could just, yeah, I could talk to him about snacks. I could talk to him about, I don't know, whatever. I would just also just sit there and hang out too. That'd be fine. Um, just love him. The other person I thought of would be maybe I would I I would go with Brandon Tanev from the Kraken. Oh, that would be fun. Because just based on the photos he takes for his like, you know, roster photo, I feel like he could be pretty fun to interview. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking back about how in like earlier episodes you had talked about how there's that one picture of him with like the big crazy eyes or something. And, that he, and he was like, he it was a ghost. <laughs> and I just feel like it could be pretty fun to talk to him about um probably just about a lot of things as well. So I'm gonna go with that. Although also Megan Rapino would probably be pretty because cool. Because it's said that she's actually one of the hardest people to get to land an interview with potentially. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So if we were to able to land Megan Rapino, yeah. We'd feel real special. Yeah. And honestly, if Megan Rapinoe's on the show, you might as well just bring Sue Bird on too. I mean, why not? Why I could not? be like, we're a couple, they're a couple. Let's we go. We could just talk to each other. Yeah. It could be great. There we go. It could be great. Anyway, um, thank you, Mike McCarty, for your question. All I love right. all the mailbag questions. We had some good ones this week too. We did. But this leads us to our closing podcast remarks. I know. So we just want to say, as always, thank you so much for tuning in yes. and listening. There was a lot of updates this week for there Seattle really sports. Were. It's a really exciting time of year. Yeah. There's a lot of transitions happening in sports and WNBA oh. starting up. We got the Sounders. We have the OL Reign. The Kraken yeah. are coming to a close. The Mariners yeah. just started up. Yeah. And then the NFL drafts right around the corner, right? So it's off season for NFL, and that's always exciting. But it's on it's season a, for like four other teams. It's a great time of year. Yeah. The Seawolves are coming. They're to wrapping an end. up pretty soon too. Yeah. So yeah. Lots of things happening in Seattle sports. Please make sure, you know, you tell your friends about the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast. Yeah. We would love like if you could subscribe or send it like do a review, rate, all that kind of stuff on your on your podcast listening apps or platforms. That would be super helpful for us. That way just more people can find us too, which is pretty great. Um, and you can find us on social media at PNW Showdown over on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and also TikTok. Uh, and so we're over in all those locations. Uh, we love interacting and all that with y'all. So thank you very much for all of your reaching out and your um, comments. Super and kind messages, people. by the way. It's amazing how sweet. And we, we met people. We met a few folks at the Kraken game. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, everybody was so sweet and so kind. I, I'm i like, I have a little bit of imposter syndrome doing all this. And so it's it's really nice that people people are like so the show and people and are, just, are just kind in general. Kind. Like yeah. just, just the kindness is so, so appreciated. So we just, we love all the support. We think, Again, this is for you guys. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, it's us for all putting together for sure. the show is for you. Yep. And it's for our love of the sports too, but getting to connect with you guys is really what's the rewarding part yeah. of doing all of this. So thank you very much. Yeah. Y'all are the reason for show. All right. And on that note, as I always say, yep. Remember to always take care of your heart and mind above all else until next time.
Marvel moment. Marvel moment. Marvel moment. Marvel moment. <laughs> we don't know. You we made it do. this far, and there—that's your you, That's what you get when you make it this far. But, but literally, we are here. I know the whole thing has ended. The music is played. It's all wrapped up. But we're here still because. Like we said, it's all about it's all about y'all and and all that. And so, um, we're gonna be at a bunch of upcoming sporting events, um, in the next couple months here. So, please, if you are heading out to one, or if you you know if you hear us going and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be there too, like please let us know. Where we would love sitting? to Where, say hey. We would love to come say hi. You know, do all that kind of thing. We love meeting y'all in real life. And so, um, so yeah, totally, totally let us know. Um. It's fun. It's been it's been really fun, and I'm a person who doesn't normally like meeting people, but this has been a really it's good time. True. It's like maybe it's kind of changing my mind about meeting people. <laughs> she's getting better at it. It's really cute. It's she's good like, for should me. I say something? Should I say it's hi? Or like she's seen people that she's like, oh my god, it's that person. Yeah, like I saw Zoidberg this weekend at uh the Kraken on the Kraken, like getting out of the monorail, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Zoidberg. <laughs> I want to say hi, but I didn't want to be a weirdo. But he was really nice. I, when I, said I was hi just like, him. we're gonna say hi. It's gonna be a thing. Let's let's do it. And she yeah. did it. I'm proud of her. Yep. Also, if you happen to hear our cat meowing or knocking anything over through oh this podcast, oh my gosh, she's been so busy during all of she, this. I was literally like petting her for like mm, a good five minutes behind, like on the couch, just to try to help her be quiet. People have pets; they understand. I understand that. But if you heard her, that was a cat. And she's our cat. Happy National Pet Day. Whoop, whoop. All right. See you later, C-Fam.